Hey, everybody, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Bill Burn Become. I am Fred Moore, and today with me is Tony Marinucci. Tony is a registered dietitian with a master's degree in nutrition and dietetics, and she's from Westchester, New York. She is the owner of a business called Diet Tips with Tony Marinucci, and she provides online nutrition counseling. She works with busy working women who struggle knowing how to eat and to fuel their bodies optimally so that they can have energy, self-confidence, to live the life of freedom, freedom from negative thoughts, self-doubt, and the what-ifs. Tony, right there in your bio, there's some stuff I really want to jump into. I love this. (laughs) But before we do, um, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, this is a great way to start the morning talking about uh, how to eat properly, how to uh, you know live a little bit more optimally so that we could function throughout our day. So um, I wanted to know how you actually found your way into this profession. How long have you been doing it for and how did you start your business? Yeah, so it's a long story. It okay. started as a little kid, so super happy, I come from Greek and Italian family, uh, very fortunate, very loved. I actually grew up on Long Island, New York, um, but I was overweight, and although I was happy and confident, you know, people kind of teased me for my weight, um, kids in school, even, believe it or not, even family members, even though they were overweight themselves, the irony there, um, and it was like, oh, you shouldn't eat that, oh, but but eat more, like, what do you mean you don't want, like, it was just like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> a total confusing contradiction uh, most of my life. And it really kind of forced me, unfortunately, to take a harder look at myself in the mirror and realize, okay, wow, maybe they're right. Like, I am overweight. Um, and unfortunately, my the, the way that I went about changing my lifestyle started from a very negative place. Um, I was very insecure. I really didn't like the person that I saw in the mirror. And I put a lot of worth, self-worth on like what my body looked like and aesthetics. Um, and it was, it was hard um, at first, for sure. And instead of reaching out for help, I would kind of reach out for help. But to be honest, my sister struggled with mental illness and her problems at the time. They, they were a lot worse. And so that, doesn't, that didn't mean that my problems didn't matter. But at the time, I just felt like we really had to make sure that she was okay and that you know, she was kept safe and that she didn't harm herself or others. And so I just never felt like there was room for me to share, which honestly, looking back now is a blessing in disguise because it forced me to do it on my own. And it's why I've learned so much and developed so much on how to eat healthy and balanced. Because when I first started, I did it all wrong. You know, I would just read whatever was in the magazines. I would restrict myself from eating. I would then overeat and then exercise excessively to try to get it out. Um, I just did it all wrong. And I I realized like, okay, this can't be the way like, (laughs) I'm not happy. So even if this was the way I don't want it to be the way like I don't want the way to healthy being a healthy, you know, gaining this like losing this weight and being healthy to be like me never being able to eat pizza or ice cream or like all the foods that I liked again. Yeah. So I was like, okay, there has to be a smarter way. So I worked my way. um, I decided I wanted wanted to be to school to become a registered dietitian. So that was a, it's a five year program to be a registered dietitian. Um, I got my master's degree, and um, at first I started in like outpatient. I did I worked in hospital centers. I worked in um, eating disorder clinics. I worked in food service. I mean, I really did. I worked in retail. I worked all over as an as a registered dietitian. 
Um, and I loved everything about nutrition, but what I loved the most was the one-on-one counseling that I got really being able to take all this general information and applying it to a person individually based off of their lifestyle, their goals, and a little bit more specific to help kind of, you know, get them to their, to their goals rather than like, okay, this may work or this might work. Like, all right, let's, this is what we do. So, um, I decided to start my own business last January. So I'm on, it's like a year and a half now. At the time I was working for a full-time company, a company full-time. And then I, kind of built my business up and transitioned. And then February 1st of this year, I left and resigned from there. And I've been on my own for like five months now (laughs) or less. Congratulations. So yeah, so thank you. So um, what I do now is individual coaching. I do have, I do work with men. Um, I would just say a majority of the clients that I work with are women because they tend to really have that like strong negative mindset around food and restriction. And they're usually under eating and then overeating. And it's just this, terrible cycle that I know men deal with as well. Um, but it just so happens to be that more of my clients are women. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> so, and, and so five months of uh, being on your own as a business owner, uh, how you feel, you feeling good about it's it? It's actually beautiful. Yeah. Like it's just so awesome. <clears throat> um, I definitely had a solid foundation before making the leap, making Sounds the jump. Like I definitely, you know, bet on myself a little bit. Yep. Um, but it's it feels really good because I know this is what I'm meant to be doing, so it's been it's been very rewarding in more ways than one. Yeah, uh, you know, so somebody like if I was looking for uh, some help with my nutrition or uh, you know personal training, fitness, whatever, I would look more towards somebody like you because you have the confidence in your abilities to step out and do it on your own. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying somebody working for somebody necessarily is the opposite of that. Um, I'm being very general here, but, mm-hmm. uh, when you, when you dig it under the layers, it's like somebody like you, you really have, um, so much time that you put in beforehand that, uh, you're like, you know what? I could definitely take this bull by the horns and I can, I can make this work. And you know, that that's, uh, just something I always pay attention to when I'm looking for services from people that it's my own opinion, you know, it might not always fit, but sometimes no, it I does. Mean, but I, I, I mean, yeah, that it is, it is a general statement, but I also kind of know what you're talking about. I would say the, the entrepreneur spirit is, I, I believe everyone has a little bit of an entrepreneur inside of them. Yeah. And, um, it's just like whether you let it out or not. And I think that if you want to learn from, from someone who knows what hard work is and isn't afraid of it yeah. and going to get results like an entrepreneur that's successful is probably going to be that person. <laughs> yes, and you're going to you're going to really extend yourself to make sure that you're delivering the top-notch product or service because everything is it's riding on under you. Under your name. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Let me tell you, I've always been a hard worker. But there's been days when I when it'd be like when I was working for another company, like I get paid the same every Friday, regardless of whether I'm gushy or not, which is ridiculous. And I'm as a as a hard worker, like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do my best. But like if I was having a rough day or like whatever, I would you know probably do a half. They wouldn't know it, but I would know I was giving like a half ass service. Yeah. But like when it comes to my business, like absolutely not. There's literally no room for that. I would yeah. never in a million years provide less than average to my clients, and I deliver to them uh, 150% every time. Nice. That's a beautiful thing. And yeah, so now in your in your bio here, you th- this stuff is good. Um, live a life of freedom. Now, the first thing I thought of when I read that was 
I've, you know, I've been in the fitness industry, I've been a fireman for 16 years, but I've been in the fitness industry for 28 years. And back when I was 19, you know, I went on the bulk diet and did all that stuff like young guys do. Um, and ever since then, it's been a relearning process over and over because as you age and your life changes, your diet has to go with it. But mm-hmm. I've done things like followed bodybuilding diet plans. I've used fitness apps where you have to plug in all your calories and everything. And you want to talk about the feeling of losing your freedom. Spend two hours on a app trying to plug in the right calories and then at the end of the day realize you put in the wrong uh, information you got to go back and do it again Um, you could really lose your freedom the more you try to get into just trying to eat properly Um, Mm -hmm. so that is a beautiful thing if you could help people with so how exactly do you help with their freedom and and also you say freedom from negative thoughts too which is a big big thing too because negative thoughts can derail you but how do you uh how do you help people with freeing them up so a lot of different ways but yeah so the freedom that i associate with my program i have a six-month coaching program so when i work with someone it's for a very long time um and that's a six-month minimum they can work with me for longer um But the reason why I do that is because there's just so much to work on. So there's the basic nutrition information of education, and then there's the mental component around it. And what I try to teach people is actually at first, when they are working with me, you are going to focus a lot on food, and it's going to take up a lot of your headspace, but you're also going to make progress along the way versus the old person, the old them where they would focus, like you said, trying to figure out like, how do I log in my fitness pal? Like, what is a carbohydrate? What is a protein? Is this three ounces? Is this 10 ounces? Is this a half a cup? You know, should I be counting my macros? Should I do intermittent fasting? (laughs) Should I try keto? Should I go on Google? Like this like obsessive thought that they spend a majority of their time and then they try to put it away, right? Then they try to check it out and then they're like, you know what? No, maybe I don't need to do this. And then it comes back and then they feel guilty and it's just this negative cycle yep. that it's taking up so much of their, their headspace, which is so much wasted energy and it is holding them back because they don't even know a life without obsessing over food. Yeah. So when I say bring them to a life of freedom, it's bringing to a life of possibilities outside of just going to work or just like going through the motions, right? It's actually opening up to thinking like, you know what? I actually have had this passion. I've been trying to play the guitar and like, I just put it away. I played it in high school. And now it's like, you know what? I do love this. I should start playing again and bringing joy back into their life. Yeah. And thinking about possibilities of potentially maybe they are working for a company that they don't like. And now they realize like, why do I keep saying yes to these shifts that literally just bring me down and like make me mean to my wife or mean to my husband or like, why am I settling for this life that we only get one of and all of a sudden it's like life passes you by and it's like, damn, like what happened? Yeah. Right. And so people don't recognize that their food choices are so much more than what they're eating. Mm. Like it's so much more than that because if we could, so for the six months we think about food, we focus on food, but at least you have support and you're learning along the way. You get to a point where you establish healthy habits and healthy behaviors that now you don't have to think about that stuff. It's just natural. This is my breakfast. This is my lunch. These are my snacks. This is how I handle restaurants. This is how I handle when I go to a wedding. I've just figured it out. I know how to eat. And so now imagine, and it's really hard for people to think about, but imagine not obsessing over food 
like the majority of your day and the majority of your life. You now have opportunity and freedom to think of other possibilities and do more and be more. Um, and that's a lot of like the mental component. And then the physical level is if we have more energy and we feel confident Boom. and we feel happy, then we're physically going to be able to do more and have a more, more opportunities in our life. Yeah. Cause if, you know, if you're not physically capable of certain things, then we can think about it, we can dream about it, but can you actually do it? Yeah. If you physically can't keep up with the demands, then probably not. Yes. Yeah. You could do so much more when you're eating healthy. It's like you almost have, you've been blessed with this, um, endless supply of energy and you don't know what to, and it's a nice clean energy that, yeah. you know, it's not, you know, uh, you're all speeded out because you ate a bunch of sugar. It's a mm -hmm. steady, constant supply of energy that, um, if it really affects you throughout the day and the, the negative thoughts that people have, that's that's a huge thing because I've personally, as a fireman, uh, started my day on shift. Everything's great, eating perfect, but as the shift beats you down, and you're you know you're starting to lose sleep and everything, a little negative thought is enough to completely erase the person who just was, and you become mm -hmm. a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden it's okay to eat this stuff. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I deserve it or you know what? You're, you, you don't even think about it. So mm -hmm. a negative thought can really uh, toss everything to the side. Of course we can't immune ourselves from having negative thoughts. So mm -hmm. in your work, when you, fr when you're showing somebody freedom from negative thoughts, w what are you really doing with them? Is it a guidance process on how to deal with the negative thought? Mm-hmm. So from this is more from personal experience where I like I said, I started out my journey feeling talking down to myself um, really like I wrote a poem when I was 13 that like could you could cry reading it like if you had a 13 year old daughter like you would just be like, oh my gosh, this poor child like yeah. it's crazy. Um, and so there was just so much hate in me. And what I realized the way that my self confidence got up was not by a number on the scale. I built self-confidence by by committing to saying, you know what, this week I'm going to drink more water. Next week I'm going to eat more vegetables. I'm going to limit my limit my fast food. I'm going to limit the sweetened beverages. I'm going to put these small commitments in the way. I'm going to do go to the gym three times a week, whatever it is. And I would do it and I would follow through with it. And I would feel really good mm. knowing that like I told myself I was going to do something and I did it. And then slowly I noticed that the scale actually never moved, to be honest. For a long time, the scale really didn't move. But I, people would tell me, they're like, wow, you just seem so much happier. I definitely had like an aura about me that was very, um, it brought people in. Right. And I genuinely was happier. I remember feeling more confident. Like, you know, I didn't have a boyfriend until I was like 18. Because like before then, I don't think it had anything to do with my weight. I think... For me, I just was like, didn't think I was enough or I was working enough or whatever. And so like, I just didn't, wasn't even open to the possibility of like being in a relationship. Yeah. Right. So I think a lot of the times it's to get away from the negative, the negative thoughts is like, they're always going to creep back. Like, even as you get older, like and life happens and things happen, like you said, you feel like tired, whatever. They're, they're always going to be there. But a majority of the time, if we put these small commitments in our, in our way on purpose and then overcome them. We're going to feel more positive. We're going to be more, more um, kind of proud of ourselves. And yeah. we're going to look at things in a more positive view because we know like, yeah, 
shit can i curse on here yeah <laughs> everybody's <laughs> like, asking me that <laughs> like shit happens <laughs> but i've always gotten through it i always get through it mm. right if it's shitty right now it's just not over yet yeah so, and, and the only way I know that is because I've done it before. So you have right. to kind of be challenging yourself along the way. And that's how you kind of get more of those positive thoughts and that self-confidence that people always strive for. It does not come from a number on the scale. It does not come from a body fat percentage. It comes from being proud of yourself and doing the work and then overcoming those struggles. Yeah. Yeah. So I would assume uh, your clients, when they first initiate with you, this is this is going to be the point where they start to learn that they can have their negative thoughts, they can have their setbacks. Mm -hmm. um, you're there to help them with that, right? Right. They're going to reach out to you and say, "Hey, look, I I'm about to I'm about to do a yodel right now. I'm, I'm about mm -hmm. to I'm about to eat, uh, have like um, one of those giant coffees with whipped cream, right? They're a mo moment of weakness, and you're going to coach them through that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So a couple things there, right? So the first, the number one thing that I think most clients find really helpful with, with my program is it comes with an app and I encourage them to take photos of their food, upload it into the app and I can see them comment on it oh. and kind of talk them through it. Them just knowing that I'm going to be looking at their food choices and I make it very clear I'm not judgmental. Yeah. I want them. If you don't post the Frappuccino... Like that doesn't mean it didn't happen yeah. and me not knowing that it didn't happen isn't helping you. Right. So I encourage them to post the things like a when like a cheeseburger from Wendy's and that's just something that just happened with my clients so that's I'm thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, so like I encourage them to post it. I want you to post it because pretending like it didn't happen isn't helping anybody. Yeah. So knowing that they know I'm going to look at it, it definitely makes them think about their food choices. Um, but it also allows them to communicate with me in between and just be like, listen, I'm having a really hard day. I really want to go to the drive through right now. And I want to just order all the fried foods and all, all right. the fried things. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I remember what we spoke about. I know that this, that, you know, we, this is something that's important to me. So I'm just going to go home. Like, what can I have instead? Mm -hmm. And then I'll talk them through it and I'll coach them through it. So bringing awareness alone can help kind of initiate change yeah um and then the other thing that you mentioned was um about like you said something about they're working on something and then they might not oh, i forget what we're i'm trying to i'm like lost my train of thought a little bit but something that i wanted to say was one thing i have my clients do is always compare themselves to them and not to somebody else so an yeah. example of that is like i have one client who she usually like on the weekends will like she loves pancakes and she'll get like five pancakes at a time and like she's like you know I've been doing two pancakes instead of five but I also had ice cream and I did you know whatever all this stuff and I'm just like okay well how does that compare to the old you she's like well the old me would have had five pancakes with all the syrup and instead of half of an ice cream sandwich I would have had the whole ice cream sandwich yeah. like, okay so that's good like let's celebrate that and you're going to eventually get to the point where you'll realize like, okay, if I want it, I could have it, but I don't really want it. And so I don't have it. So there's, there's a whole process that everyone's very different with, but I make sure to compare, they always compare themselves to them and not to somebody else. Yeah, that's really good. And, and then, you know, you mentioned, um, with the app and the pictures and then you're, you're in the frame with them. So there's an accountability thing. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I, I know what that's all about. I, I purposely hire personal trainers um, because I know 
from past ex- experience that when I work with a personal trainer, I'm more committed and there is an accountability thing. And yes. I've, I, you know, I did hire um, a bodybuilder one time to do a nutrition program with me, which was really super hard for me to do. And although I was probably only hitting it at 80%, if it wasn't for the accountability, I, I would have failed on it way before, you know? Mm-hmm. So having that mm-hmm. coach there, um, just just knowing in the back of your mind like well you know i don't i don't it's not that you want to let don't want to let them down but you, you well there's part of it there's, there's, there's a self pride you know you want to step yeah. up to the plate you don't want to come you know be like well look i can't even commit to this, to this diet program for a week or two without mm-hmm. you know so that all that stuff together really works well and then i like how you keep it simple you know, and you focus on, on the, you know, the wins and everything like that. And that's, a, that's another big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seeing somebody have a terrible diet and then just right off the bat go to keto because that seems like what everybody's doing and they're eating pork rinds and because that's on the <laughs> keto diet for some reason. And, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> it's like, wow, you know, that this is insane. You know, like that's too extreme. Your body can't mm-hmm. handle this kind of thing. So as you uh, work with your clients, I, I guess you get a broad spectrum of different situations, people that have fitness, um, they work out all the time, and then maybe people that don't like working out. Um, does, does what you, um, what you prescribe to them for a diet or whatever, if that's the right word, prescribe, um, yeah. it, does that change a lot because of – of how they, you know, work out or don't work out or if they're more sanitary. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole thing is all about individualization, right? So every, everybody has a different work schedule, a different exercise regimen, different likes, um, food allergies, intolerances, medical history, current, current medical conditions. Like there's so many factors that come into play. And so if we want it to be sustainable where they can not just learn, you know, not just eat like this for the six months, but learn for it for a life, learn how to eat for a lifetime, then I have to take all of that into consideration. Yeah. So yeah, so someone who's already physically fit, like their nutrition needs are going to be different than someone who's not exercising at all. Um, but in general, it needs to work for the person. Okay, yeah. So if somebody came to you, and they, they already had like a, a pretty solid nutritional background, but they were just like mm-hmm. looking more uh, f- for fine tuning or something like that, you would start them at a more advanced level. Right. So like, um, and this is where a lot of people, I think they go wrong in the sense they think they know what they need, but I know what they really need. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> so, which is why I have like a whole assessment process. Um, but as if there is a healthy foundation, a good relationship with food, you know, they eat balanced meals, they understand the difference between a carbohydrate and a protein and whole grains versus refined grains. And like, they're in a, what I would call maybe like an advanced eater with a healthy emotional state where they don't feel like, um, you know, carbs are the enemy, right? right? So and they, they really understand they have a good balance. And they've been trying to lose this weight. Um, and they just feel like they've been hitting a plateau. There's someone I honestly probably after a week or so would would prescribe them certain macronutrients. So you hear like count your macros, like I would prescribe them a certain amount of protein, fat, um, carbohydrates, and have them really zone in on like, specifically like what their body's needs are um and then from there teach them how they no longer have to use an app like my fitness pal to track and they can have that freedom 
because they now know what a proper portion of protein is and carbs and fat and all that stuff. Um, and then that's going to be a little bit more advanced where someone who comes to me and like they, you know, although they might eat healthy, they, they still feel guilty about it or, um, maybe they, they're not eating carbs because they heard that they're bad for them or whatever it is. Like, I'm not telling them to count their macros. Yeah. Like we're working on developing like balance, um, positive self-talk and really like listening to your body and honoring that and not dying when you're hungry just because you're, you know, you think, Oh, if I chew gum, I can just get through the day. And then like we have to fuel our bodies appropriately. So I really just make the general assessment of like where they're at. So like someone might come to me and be like, can you, can you give me your math? Can you calculate my macros? And I mean, no, (laughs) (laughs) I need to, I need to know a lot more first. And then if I feel like it's appropriate, I'll put that in your program. But if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. So, um, I really have to assess that. Yeah. So you mentioned um, the carbs are the enemy thing. I see that a lot. Um, I'll see somebody say, "Yeah, well, I'm not going to eat that um, those potatoes or something like that." Mm-hmm. And you know, I always think, "Boy, you know, potatoes are good." But um, can you explain that a little bit? Why say um, somebody might actually uh, let's say somebody's working out and they're they're really hitting it hard and and they notice that they're they need more energy, so they add like a sweet potato, an extra sweet potato or two to their mm-hmm. meal. Why is it that when they do that, sometimes they get even leaner? Oh, because – well, a couple of things. One, they could be – if they're under eating in general, so it could be the carbs or it could just be that they're getting adequate amount of calories – then their body's going to start to work with them in their favor because if if in, if you're eating an appropriate amount, so if they add more, and whether it's a sweet potato or even if it's like you know extra you know veggies or extra fat, whatever it is, and now they're actually getting adequate calories, their body, believe it or not, will start to lose more weight because it's no longer in fear of its life and feeling like you're starving it. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember, we're mammals, right? So we're yeah. meant to move. We're we're built just like a lion or a tiger, right? Like it's the same thing. So if you are threatening it and, and you're not feeding it enough, the metabolism is going to slow down to compensate so it can preserve that energy and it's not going to want to get rid of your fat. Mm-hmm. So if you're under eating, then chances are your metabolism slows down. So if you're someone who's training and you're not fueling your body properly, it's smart. And it's not going to work in your favor if you're trying for aiming for fat loss. So if you start to fuel it appropriately, two things can happen. One, your body's getting getting enough of what it needs, and now it's like, oh, okay, I can let some of you go. And then two, if your energy's up, chances are your workouts are more are better. You're getting more out of your workout, and it's kind of like a win win. Right. So you're yeah you're you're actually putting more intensity into your workout. You're you're actually burning more calories and yeah. Yeah. And properly hitting the muscle and and mm-hmm. causing uh, the muscle to adapt. And, and also, too, I will say with recovery is huge. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, might, if you're not eating enough carbohydrates for recovery, your body's going to stay inflamed. And so that weight could honestly just be inflammation. Uh-huh. Um, and then the scale doesn't move and you feel puffy and bloated. And so it's not helping your aesthetic goals either. And so therefore, it's not working either. So it now is there a way uh, a person can sense that they need to up their uh, quality carbohydrates as you know, like rather than wait to, for them to be feel tired and mm-hmm. like dr- drained and you know, that's almost like a, a, a delayed 
um, feeling. It's like you're behind the eight ball now. Is there a way you could actually like sense it before you get to that point and say, oh, you know what? Maybe I should uh, add in a little bit more carbs. Is is or is that just being way too? Um, I would say you, it's really hard to sense it. Um, because it really is a delayed thing. I would just say if you continuously find yourself either still hungry, like an hour after a meal or your energy is still not up there, um, then play around with it and start to, when I tell people, if they're kind of have that, the carb phobia, I tell them to incorporate healthy carbohydrates around time of exercise. So like before and right after. And that at least they know that they're burning it and like psychologically it's like, oh, okay, I could do this. Um, but also too, their energy should improve yeah. as a result and their workouts will be better is, and they'll recover faster. Is that a one size fits all kind of thing to, to put your carbs before and after? Because I have tried that before and mm-hmm. I just, I noticed at the other times of the day, at the extreme ends, um, I just don't feel right. I feel like I need more carbs throughout the day. Is that just because um Well, you could also have carbs later in the day. Yeah. You don't have to only have it around there. So like technically, like there's science and then there's application. So like the science says that the if you consume, I want to say, oh god, I'm so I want to say like 60% of your carbohydrates, but I could be making that number up. Um it's very person specific. But in general, the majority of your carbohydrate hard carbohydrate intake is around time of exercise, mm-hmm. you'll tend you should optimally get the most out of your workout. Right. That doesn't mean you can't have carbs outside okay. of that, right? But optimally, that's when you would want to do it. Um, but yeah, if some some people are, you know, they find that like if they exercise on, on they they're better off exercising on an empty stomach because maybe they get nauseous. Yeah, um, it's very different. Yeah, everyone's very different, and it always depends on what the goal is, um, and then how many carbs are actually available for consumption. Right. If you're getting it down to like the nit and grit of like really counting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now with, um, cortisol, you, you, mm-hmm. you read about, um, uh, for instance, uh, it's a stress hormone. So that's, yeah. that's going to start to spike at certain times of the day. Um, it could spike for, like for shift workers, firemen, police, um, you know, it could spike at two o'clock in the morning when the bell is going off. Right. Right. Um, the research shows that cortisol kind of like, well, it's catabolic, so it's gonna, <clears throat> it's going to uh, eat into your muscle, and it's also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's also going to uh, cause you to store more fat. Mm-hmm. I also read that eating carbohydrates helps reduce cortisol. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, but is this like a significant thing or is this like slight? Because I'm wondering, like, is it is it a good idea for a fireman when he gets back from bell at two o'clock in the morning, he's feeling a little hungry, rather than go crush the ice cream or something like that, which is so tempting at that time, <laughs> may, maybe go eat a sweet potato and then go back yeah, to bed. Yeah, I have a have a balanced meal. Just have a meal. I would say. Yeah. Just have a meal. Yeah. Just have a, think about the calories in ice cream and the calories in a meal. Right. Same thing. Quality of nutrition is so much more important. Right. Um, but yeah, definitely I would say, you know, we are an accumulation of our choices. And so an occasional thing of ice cream is okay. But if that's your usual go-to, right. then you can't really expect your body to work in your favor. No. Nah. Right? If right. you want more energy, if you want to feel better, if you don't want to develop things like high cholesterol and diabetes, if you want to be there for your children and your family, like you have to put these, this stuff top of mind. It doesn't make the 
ice cream off limits. It's just how often are you eating it? Right, right. So yeah. now with, um, with, with shift workers um, working these unusual hours and things, how, does, uh, how would you help them with tracking throughout the day and everything and then deal with these anomalies, for instance, where <sighs> – so, so I would say, so here's the thing when it comes, it's very, um, you know, the, depending on the job, it's going to be different, like a fireman versus a police officer. But there is, there's a lot of downtime and then there's a lot of time where it's just like, all right, time to go and food's not on the list. Like it's not an option. Like <laughs> you have to save someone's life. Um, so first of all, thank you to any of first responders. Seriously. Um, I really, really appreciate all of your hard work. Um, so I would just say like in that situation, take advantage of your downtime, prepare on your off day, prepare your food, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have the ability to cook, make it healthy, use healthy cooking techniques, grilling, baking, broiling, limit fried foods, have vegetables already prepared. Or if you have a microwave getting like the frozen, frozen veggies, just throw that in the microwave. That way it's always present on the plate. Yeah. Sweet potatoes you could actually put in the microwave right. for like seven to eight minutes, right? So, you know, if you plan ahead and you control what you can control, so you control the controllables, you'll be more likely to see results. And then there's going to be time in life, whether it's more frequent with a first responder, I think of even like nurse staff that I've worked with. Like there's certain professions where, yes, there's an added challenge for sure. Mm. And it's very, very difficult. However, we still have choices. And if we do our absolute best, it's like when you, if you make sure that the fire truck is, has all of its parts, you guys check that thing. How often do you check that thing? Every day, every shift, right? You make sure that because when, when it's time to go, we need to make sure that it's working for us, right? Right. So the same thing is with your nutrition. Like, you can, and sometimes things happen, right? Sometimes, unfortunately, when you go out, things don't work. Maybe the hose, whatever, things happen. It's normal. But you still prepare and you try to predict and make it as easy as possible to do the job well. So it's the same thing with your nutrition. You know, you're, there's going to be things that you can't control, but there are a lot of things that you can control, right? Doritos versus popcorn. Popcorn's a better choice, right? Preparing your food or continuing to rely on, you know, maybe I'll order takeout, maybe I won't. You know, these are just these factors that really all comes down to habit. And once again, you are an accumulation of your choices. So what can you do on a more consistent basis that's eventually going to lead you to the results that you want? And that's the sort of things that I think people need to think about is that it does not have to be this black or white approach doesn't have to be like you eat perfect and you got it 100% every single time. And then the other time it's like completely off. There's a lot of gray in nutrition. Right. There's a lot of gray in a healthy lifestyle. Sometimes you can get your workout in. Sometimes you can't. Yeah. You do the best right. you can. Sometimes you can kill in the gym for an hour. Sometimes you only got 20 minutes, but yeah. you do the best that you can. If you have to have breakfast for dinner, like and have like eggs and whole grain toast, whatever, that's fine. If you have to have cereal. That's fine. But there's a difference between Frosted Flakes and Cheerios. <laughs> yeah. Right. So like. There's there's a lot of things that are in your control. So although the job might seem demanding and it might seem like there's a lot outside of your control, there are things that you can do and you just need to be willing to educate yourself about it and then take action on it. Yeah. And be proactive. Be proactive. Yeah. Absolutely. Assume, assume you're going to go to work and something's going to happen 
Yeah. And you get, you're going to need like some there. apples yeah. or something on the side just to get you through or whatever. Yeah. Something and, simple yeah. like that. Yeah. Take advantage. If you're hungry, eat. Um, you know, it's, it's hard with that. It's like sometimes, yeah, you, you may not have eaten for 12 hours and then you come home and of course you want to eat everything. And, yeah, you know, so, right. but like we all like, I like to tell people when you're hungry, you will eat anything. Yes, you will. <laughs> so if you're hungry, like have the broccoli, the sweet potato and the grilled chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you're starving. So. Right. Right. It's either <laughs> that or it. you're going to go tag something else that's not good for you. Like Oreos. Right. And then you're going to be like, oh my God, I feel like crap and I want to go to sleep. And yeah. It's just like. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to compound the problem. Yeah, and also too, like I, I there's there's a line with this, but I I do try to empower people in the sense that you know, listen, there's very few things in life that we can control, but your food is for the most part one of the things that you can. So use that to your advantage. If you feel like life right now is stressing you out, things are happening that are outside of your control, um, and you're upset about it and you wish you could change it. Unfortunately, we can't change certain situations but we can change how we react to them we can change our food choices and we can make sure that we feel our best so we can handle the stresses in life yes so use it as an advantage it's like wow this this is very few things i can control but i actually can control my food so let me do this in a positive way right very good yeah tony the um i mean this is this is some great stuff um and i hope that you know the first responders out there that are listening to this can um you know see that you know it's okay to reach out and ask for help and um you know i i kind of you know i always want to say this on behalf of uh fitness professionals you know that sometimes people they look at the dollars and they go boy boy that you know uh i'm gonna get a personal trainer boy they're expensive you know i'll do it on my own and sometimes things when we do things on our own like you had illustrated earlier we don't really know exactly how to go about doing something and we mm-hmm. waste a lot of time and um not only do we waste a lot of time but we may never even get to our goal so you're still spending money anyway right. um you're better off putting your money to something that you know is going to work like a laser beam focus right on the thing and get you going your results are going to come faster and everything mm-hmm. and i you know i you know the point of this podcast is is to get this message out to first responders um I want to see everybody do better, you know, and if I could channel your energy through the microphone to them right now, you know, reach out, look, look, you know, talk to your doctor, uh, talk to a dietitian. Um, Tony, how, how can we reach you? How can we, uh, you know, get your services and use your app and everything? Tell us how to do that. Yeah, well, definitely. Um, First of all, thank you so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. This is a great conversation. And yeah, awesome. I believe in investing in yourself is the best thing in the world. Um, you're going to save a lot of time, energy, and sh- and less stress if you really just get down right to it right. Um, and get the help that you need. Um, but yeah, so to find me, to contact me, I'm on Instagram. You can follow me at tips underscore with underscore Tony. That's Tony with an I. Um, I'm also have face, um, on Facebook, I have a healthy lifestyle support group. So for those who are really done with trying to count their macros in the sense of trying to do it on their own and trying to follow meal plans and really just do the quick fixes and doing keto and all this stuff. And they want to just commit to being the healthiest version of themselves. I have a Facebook support group. Um, and then if people want more of that one-on-one attention, you can s- fill out an application to at www.tipswithtony.com slash coaching. Nice. Yeah. And with the with social media and with, you know, technology, it, 
this is accessible now. You know, people mm-hmm. don't even have to leave their house. They can yeah, get. Yeah, no, it's all online. The whole program's all online. Yeah, and everything. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's fantastic, and and um, you know, it, it's it's such an advantage over the way it used to be, and yet, you know, as as uh, we continue through life, it gets more crazy with with food and nutrition. So, it's somebody to make sense out of it and put it in perspective is, is such a help. So, uh, thank you for you know, sharing everything about yourself and, and your business with us. And, and I wish you luck with, you know, um, uh, it prospering. I think you're going to do Thank very you. well. Um, it Thank seems so that much. this is definitely your passion and, and I love it. Stick with it and keep getting better and, and, <laughs> and keep us healthy out there. Keep us eating those healthy foods. Thank you so much. Thanks, and Fred, Tom. I want to have you either on my Instagram or my podcast. We got to yeah, reverse the roles. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll give you a call and uh, we'll talk about how we'll go about doing that. Sounds good. All right. Thank great. You. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bye. Take care. Bye.